0: you're just not like other women yeah really because the women i know are brilliant they're
1: gorgeous Mm -hmm. they're smart they're strong they're capable they're they're creative they're intuitive oh i'm not like that all right well you think i'm a dummy (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddess Hanks. Episode 68. <gasps> Woo! We made it! We sure did. Next week is episode 69. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we are at episode 68. I'm Sadie. I'm Juliet. Obviously. Obviously. And we created Goddess Hanks podcast to make the world of mindset, magic, and manifestation more relatable. And fun. fun. We just got in from the beach. Oh, my gosh. I think I read your mind today because mm-hmm.
0: I packed a bathing suit. I realized it was warm. And this um, this might be the new routine this summer. I come mm-hmm. here. We go lie on the beach for like an hour. There was a, a pod of dolphins just swimming right in yeah. front of us. A bee came Landed to say hello bee. on Sadie's back for about 12 minutes. Yep um took a little
1: nap there. I was scared but also afraid. I was scared <laughs> but also, also afraid. afraid. <laughs> my I have a story about that phrase. Oh, tell me. So, um <laughs> my friend Claire who uh she actually grew up in L.A. as a child, but then uh, her whole family like moved to Wisconsin when she was in like middle school or high school. And then we met in college. And so she lived in Madison, Wisconsin. So, you know, it's Wisconsin, but it's a city. Mm-hmm. I grew up in rural Wisconsin, a small town, and she um, came to my hometown And uh, so we had a couple options for the night. So I asked her, do you want to go to the bar, uh, Nuts Deep? And that is spelled with a Z, Nuts Deep. Or do you want to go to the Corn Fest? And we can eat corn off of this conveyor belt and you just like dip it in this bucket of butter. (laughs) And it's really fun. And her face was like a little horrified. And she said, she meant to say, like, I'm I'm scared, but I'm also excited. You know, like, oh, something new. But she okay. said, but what came out of her mouth was, I'm scared, but I'm also afraid. And I was like, oh, we don't have to do either of those things. We can just stay but She's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> so now that's our favorite thing to say all the time is, I'm scared, and I'm also afraid.
0: <laughs> that's like those things where it says... Am I nervous? Yes. But am I yeah, that's yeah. That's just what happened here. Am I
1: scared? Yes. Am I afraid? Yes. <laughs> am I excited? Yes.
0: So we had a beautiful day at the beach. <laughs> it's really nice. Started to feel a little uh, roasted. Mm-hmm. So up we came back to Sadie's house. And we just like had our little meeting at the beach today. We did, it was it's fabulous. So
1: wonderful. So, Juliet, what's new with you? I made a list. She last week, list. I was a little
0: kerfuffled. I was at a loss for words. <laughs> I actually listened back. I was like, was it as bad? And it was about as bad as I
1: thought. <laughs> I don't remember. It was last week the week where we were both like, oh, we don't have much? Or no? No, you came back from New Mexico oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. went on a balloon in the sky. I, I had quite the <laughs> catch up with me. So, it's okay. You just let me shine last week. I am... I live Thank you. to let you shine. <laughs> Did anybody else as a fifteen-year-old listen to Gregory and the Hawk and was just like the saddest person ever?
0: Or was that just me? Comment that. below. Probably because you were having a better time.
1: Well, I was the saddest person ever at fifteen, but chose different music to go through. <laughs> Pop
0: <with>. punk, <laughs> yes, emo. Okay, so the the biggest thing that happened was I went out for St. Patrick's Day and. Victor had other plans with his dad and his future brother-in-law. So it was kind of like a boys' night. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll do something. So me, Irene, um, Paul, who we, Irene and I used to work for, and this other guy, went. We first had dinner at Irene's, and then we went out. And we're, like, bar hopping and doing this and that. And I'm sort of enjoying it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I guess I had a little too much, which Mm. does not really ever happen to me. I'm really good at being like, okay, time to stop. Like I've never
1: thrown up. Well, that's a St. Paddy's Day celebration if I ever heard it.
0: Yeah. So I got (laughs) back to Irene's at like one in the morning and Victor could just tell from my texts that he like needed to come get me. So he shows up, he picks me up, I leave my car there. There's a reason I'm telling this story. He takes me home, I just everything comes up. It was it was the first time that had ever happened. So I got to have like my college Wow, day that was experience. the first the time you ever threw up from drinking. hmm
1: I rarely do, but First time. I mean I used to drink a lot, so
0: <laughs> I just did I just didn't. And so I don't know what I did wrong. But anyways, that happened. And the next day, I just felt really strange. And I was like, OK, I'm in this season of my life where I don't really want to do that. Like, yeah. that doesn't really fulfill yeah. me. But I also don't really want to have a wedding and, and push out babies right now. Right. And it's just this weird. I had this little existential crisis and a little cry about it. And I was talking to Victor. And what we both sort of came to was, we need to travel. Like, we need to see the world and experience Mm -hmm. more places. And um, because we're sort of in this routine and he works and I, you know, work and in my own way, but I stay very much in the same place. And we just had this like massive realization and it just felt so right. Because I was like, I just... Like, you could put a ring on it right now, but I don't think that's going to scratch the itch. Like, I just don't think that's what it is. And and I could, I guess, go out and party more, but I don't think that's what it is. You
1: know, it's fun to, like, once in a great while, mm-hmm. but like, I Like, when agree. we did Halloween together, yeah, like, that was a treat. I mean, St. Paddy's Day is, you know, sort of a drinking holiday, so if it's a once in a while thing, it, that was the day to go out. Um, but yeah I get what you mean and it's been really fun because I have been traveling quite a Mm -hmm. bit it's been inspiring Um, for me and it's to, it's mostly to meet with the same friends. And these are my friends that I grew up with. So, like, they were my drinking friends that I drank a lot with in high school and mm-hmm. drank a lot with in college. But we've sort of outgrown that, too, which is really yeah. cool to have, like, grown together. Like, we still, you know, we we go out for drinks, but it it wasn't, like, the college or high school, like we're not going out to get drunk we're going out to have fun dressing up and going to a new place and having Mm -hmm. a cocktail and then going to bed at 10 p.m and it's fabulous because we still have fun we have a drink we do it but then we're like let's go home and i think 23 year old me would cringe at 30 year old me saying i want to go for one drink and go to bed at 10 p.m but i am loving it yeah
0: oh oh well so what's so wild is and i had had a specific travel spot on my vision board which is like my phone background and my computer background and then mm. another thing of victor and i doing like a fun luxury trip and the next day so we decided this yes because we keep like oh maybe we keep trying but we're not making any decisions which is what we talked about last week
1: you have to decide yeah the that next happens day, a lot with travel i feel like mm-hmm. you put off making the plan
0: The next day, and this is not confirmed yet, but the timing was uncanny. Mm -hmm. Somebody we know um, invited us to Italy with them (gasps) this summer. Like, oh yeah, I'm doing Italy and Greece and just like come stay with us. Oh my God, we're in Italy. The Amalfi Coast, which oh, is the spot on my vision board, that too. That is on my vision board in the top left corner, mm-hmm. and I didn't even remember that. That's I had to Google and see if that's what I put on the vision board. So fingers crossed that that can happen. But it was just like whoa. And then as all that is happening, Sadie and I are mm-hmm. prepping for
1: an international goddess getaway, which that sort of popped up sort of manifested as an opportunity too at the same time yeah
0: where we're talking about either bali or costa rica or somewhere Mm -hmm. kind of tropical and magical and I'm just feeling so refreshed and excited, like that St. Patty's Day purge, quite literally, <laughs> gave me a lot of clarity.
1: You know what? Sometimes it's good to just throw it all up. It's the,
0: <laughs> you know what they say? It's the luck of the Irish, which I am 9%, by the way. There you way.
1: go. I don't so. know what percent I am. I'm actually quite a lot Irish. My oh. my oh, My grandpa is half Irish. So I don't okay. know where that puts me. His like... A uh, half quarter, his, like an eighth? His dad, so my great grandpa, I think, came from Ireland. His middle name's Shannon, a very Irish middle Shannon. name. Shannon. And I was like, that's a girl name because I have an Aunt Shannon on my dad's side. I was like, what mm-hmm. do you mean? Um, and then I think my dad's side has some Irish too. So I'm, I'm quite a lot Irish, but I don't know the percent. I know the percent
0: because...
1: I really want to do one of those.
0: I did. You know when the time to do it is... And this
1: is just free advice.
0: <laughs> do it on Black Friday because normally it's like one hundred and thirty dollars oh. or something. On Black Friday, they make it like seventy nine ninety
1: five. Okay, this upcoming Black Friday, I'm yeah. gonna do it. I I meant to. Um that was ask, my Black Friday purchase, my Ancestry. <laughs> I never really bought Friday Shop, but that's a good one. I'll mm-hmm. save it. I'll make a note in my planner for that. Because <laughs> um, I was going to ask it for my birthday this past year. So I was like, that's kind of like a good birthday present when you were born. And, you know, what are you? But I forgot. And then my dad just put cash in my bank account. And I was like, I could use it to buy it, but <laughs> it's I never did. When people give you cash. That's the most privileged yeah. it's hard when it's people just harder people get it's cash. hard not to think about like how like like i'm gonna pay a bill if somebody yeah cash. i'm like oh yay you know that th- i don't that's like my phone bill this month or something i mean i'm a pretty good uh fun spender i, know, I think yeah. i i think i decided <laughs> to spend it on clothes instead i was like i'd rather have a new outfit than know what percent irish I am.
0: <laughs> so i logged back in a couple days ago because i wanted to know the exact percentage I don't know why. It just came up in my brain. Love that. And um, I was able to look at the family tree and there were all these new leads. And Ancestry.com was able to pull things back to like, this is your sixth great grandma who was or I don't know the exact number who was born in 1736 wow and on my dad's side you could see all the names there were like four different Sarah's four different Mary's like all those kind of English names and then on my mom's side it's all very Jewish names there's like Irving and Ida and Morris and all that. So I just sort of spent some time. Victor's like, "What are you doing?" And I was just looking at the tree. I said, "I'm just, I'm just hanging out with my ancestors." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and I have one little story about that. There's one great great grandma named Della. Have I told you this little weird fact? I don't remember. Okay, my sister growing up, every story she wrote, every game mm-hmm. she played, her name was Della. We did not know anybody named Della. It was not a name on TV. It was never in a book. We had I've never no heard idea that name. Where she pulled this name from? And
1: it's like our second great grandmother's
0: name that I just found out this past six this months. This is
1: further evidence that when we are children, our imaginary friends are not imaginary. They are ancestors or spirit guides or some little spooky little ghost that's hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm convinced that that is the case 99 percent of the time. So, yeah, that
0: was my St. Patrick's Day Um, big realization. And now I'm just excited because we're, you know, buying our plane tickets to do Wisconsin, which I mean, for you is going home. For me is going somewhere very new and exciting. And when I first met Victor, he's like, "Oh, like where are the places you've traveled to?" And he will never let me live this down. I was like, "Oh, I've been to Mexico and and Israel and and um, I've been to England. I've been to San Diego." <laughs> he
1: was like, "San Diego
0: made the list." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All these international trips and San Diego. So now anytime hours somebody away. says San Diego, he's like, oh, Juliet's been there. <laughs> That's really funny.
0: Um, Let's see. We... Okay, travel, St. Paddy's Day, our five-year anniversary is on the 26th, which is wow. this Saturday, and we're going to go to a beautiful garden and walk around, and then we're going to a very fancy, fun dinner Ooh. in downtown LA. On It's called 71st Above or something, and you're like up on the 71st floor, wow. you see the whole city, fun. so I'll tell you about that next week. And I feel like... Um, so Creatrix U is now launched. It's open. I think I have 14 students right now, which is exciting. Yay. And I feel like since I put that out, and I won't really like get into the program right now, but if you want to learn more, we will put a link in the show notes. I feel like my energy has shifted. Mm. I feel like I'm completely unafraid to be visible, to show up, to, like in in a very like we are quantum leaping with our quantum goddesses the more we share the more we step into that whatever Mm -hmm. we teach on we become more of so that's been really fun and that's really that's really
1: the newness with me what's new with you hmm i didn't really do anything on saint patrick's day i think oh we rode our bikes to Scotty's, our usual place. Oh, I pinched Craig because he wasn't wearing green, and then he did not put on green. Ah. I was like, you have no respect for me and my ancestors. <laughs> just kidding. I think, well, he said he doesn't know, but I feel like his dad side, it has to be part Irish. If they just seem Irish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I didn't really do anything then, but... Uh, Craig and I went on two little fun adventures. On Sunday, we went to West Hollywood to um, our old neighborhood where he used to have his apartment and I lived there for some of the time too um, because, sadly, he was he was very, very old. So it was from old age, but our na- our old neighbor passed, Aww. Larry. Um, and we used to just uh, go see him from time to time. To, he was just an old man that needed some company so we would go say hi Larry and um cuz cuz one of uh Craig's close friends um was like the trustee of his estate mm. or whatever so we would bring over like cash and and help him with stuff um anyway so we went there to see her the trustee and, and to she was like come look through some of his stuff and see if there's anything you want to take to like remember him by and, and whatever he was a really interesting guy i don't know a ton about him but he was like an investigative reporter uh in hollywood Ooh. so he knew about people he he rubbed shoulders with you know celebrities from gosh i don't even know which decade but like old hollywood Hollywood, you know, and um, he was really funny. He uh, had such a bright spirit, and you would go see him. And so uh, I was looking through some of his books and things, and I I showed Juliet right before this, but he had all of these sex books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Larry really wanted to be a a, a great lover.
0: Should we like (laughs) maybe we read some of these books for episode? Oh no, we have a guest (laughs) episode (laughs) sixty (laughs) nine. Sadie and Juliet read a little bit together. <laughs>
1: um, but they're really funny. Like one of them is like Xavieras um what it was it? Like Guide to Love Making. And it has this like woman on the cover, this like dramatic Ooh. like romantic cover. Um, all sorts of books. So of course I took those and I'm gonna read them. I wanna know what the, the old school guide to love making yeah, is. What These is, are old, old books, so that's why I'm like this is gonna be really good.
0: What is it? Xaviera know that that we don't. It's I don't know. It's time to learn.
1: Um, but I kind of flipped through it, and she she was a sex worker, so she she was an expert um. love maker. So I'm very interested to read, and I'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> so I took a bunch of those books. We got a few thing, little things from around the house, but it was just really trippy to be back on our street. You know, mm. we we don't even if we go into the city, we don't go to our old street, and we lived on a beautiful street in this. T- teeny tiny studio apartment if you're a fan of craigs you know like he didn't even have a kitchen sink we washed the dishes in the bathtub there (laughs) because the bathroom sink was so tiny um but that's where we fell in love like that's where he lived when i met him and i remember walking into that teeny tiny little apartment and it was so organized and there was crystals everywhere and i was like oh my gosh this guy has crystals everywhere i just started working at a crystal store Y'all know the story. Um, so we, we walked back and we looked at the garden that Craig had planted there and saw all the stuff was had, like, grown so much since we moved away. And and we, we were in that studio apartment through the first, like, year of the pandemic. So we would go for, like, walks, like, three times a day because there's nothing to do. And we were in a teeny tiny room. <laughs> and so we would, like, look at all the houses and whatever. So it was just really nostalgic and like weird and like it was sweet to be back there together and, and spend a little time on that street so that was that was special and then on Monday we went had a day date and day date. Uh, again if you're a fan of Craig's you know that he is obsessed with Tupac mm-hmm. and he really looks up to him and um, I i like Tupac. I never, I know, I knew a little bit about him because Craig talks about him all the time. Like seriously, all the time he's talking Mm about him. Baby, did I tell you this story yet? And I'm like, yeah, but you can tell me again. Um, But we went to this museum exhibit and I learned so much about him and it was incredible. It was, I cried multiple times. Um, They had pages and pages and pages of, of his writing um like actual like the, the, the guy was a notebook guy my kind of guy mm. i love notebooks um all of his old notebooks were there um there was you know like outfits he wore all of these things but you sort of walked through and and it was like um about like his mother and then about him as a child and you kind of like walked through his life and um it was just so inspiring because, you know, we talk about creating, 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 and Tupac was a creator. Like, he, from the what I saw there, I'm sure he had his moments of ego and doubt, but he was so solid in, this is coursing through me and I'm going to put it down on paper. And it wasn't just song lyrics um, and, like, poetry. It, it was screenplays. He had complete details written out from a notebook that was like a restaurant he wanted to open there was the menu detailed out the cocktail menu the names of those um little sketches of like um the 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 bathroom doors that were gonna say gangstas and divas uh, on it there was i'm gonna hire this many busboys and this many waitresses and this, i mean he like things were just constantly flowing through this man and it was incredible he wrote it all down it it, 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 there was so much there I was like man this this guy just the definition of a creative just incredible so inspiring and of course he spoke up so much about you know the journey of being black in America and his mother and his father but his father wasn't a huge part of his life from what i could tell from this exhibit um but his mother was in the black panther party she um was arrested she spent time in prison while she was pregnant with tupac she was released Mm -hmm. before she had him but she was an incredible mother like she um would make him read newspapers and he was reading books like he was always reading always learning and that's what really nurtured him into being so like having so many just like Words running through him and it was so cute some of the things he wrote when he was little were these little i just have a memory of specifically these a couple haikus and um like one of them was about how he was so proud to be black even though that meant that he would have struggle as he grew up he was a little boy writing about this prolific and he would sign everything. And this is what made me emotional when I, this was like in the beginning of the as a little boy, he would sign everything. Like I love you Tupac with love Tupac. Like there was so much love in this little boy, even though he had such a great understanding of like all of the things wrong and that are still wrong in our country, Mm -hmm. but he still moved through that with like so much love in him, which I thought was so incredible. And, um, so it was like a really incredible experience. If you live in the LA area and you have a chance, I think it's only there for like one more week, but it's in downtown LA. It was really inspiring. I am now the biggest Tupac fan. (laughs) I'm like, babe, I get it. Let's watch all of his movies. Tell me, you know, I I listen to the music, but I pay more attention to what he's saying in it now. And it was just an incredible experience. And it's just so incredibly sad. Just one of those people that were taken so soon. And you wonder what that person would have created and what they would have done and what change they would have inspired. How old was he? Um, Gosh, I don't Remember, I was gonna say I want to look up. I I screenshotted one of the. I think he was like, I mean, he was in his twenties for sure. Mm. Um, let me look it up. But twenty five years old. Oh my god. Um, in nineteen ninety six, so like I was like five. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of, but Craig, you know, he was quite a bit older and um so he has just that was a big part of his childhood was like um oh this is what i thought was so inspiring this was written on one of the walls i'm not saying i'm I'm gonna rule the world or i'm gonna change the world but i guarantee that i will spark the brain that will change the world oh and that's our job is to spark somebody else watching us we might might not be the ones but let's not be selfish and because we're not gonna change the world let's not talk about how we should change it i don't know how to change it but i know if we keep talking about how dirty it is out here somebody's gonna clean it up wow powerful right yeah i mean so much of the stuff in here um And if you're a fan of his music, you know, I have so many pictures of like inspiring. I was reading through all of his, there was song lyrics, there was the track list, just incredible, incredible. He had his hand in every little bit. It it was his handwriting writing out what the music video was gonna look like bit by bit. Like he created everything. It wasn't like he wrote the song and then somebody else came up with the vision for the music video for it. Like this man was a creator so incredibly inspiring i loved that museum so much so uh, it was a it was a fantastic date and then we went to the what's the market down there called the the grand central market in downtown la Is that what maybe. It's called? i had never <laughs> I been never there have it. you ever gone no oh my god it's like oh maybe it's it's just like tons of restaurants and like actual like kind of market things where you can buy like spices and stuff I've done something in I was in the fashion district in downtown and then there was another place where
0: it was like a million different indoor little stores and then they're outdoor they were selling like
1: birds and mm.
0: I don't think it's the same thing
1: I don't know but this place was like all food okay but you felt like you, so they you know they had like any culture you wanted food from there and then there was just like actual like market style where you could buy like bulk spices and all of this stuff it was like it was like stepping into a different world and it was really fun and I hadn't gone there before um so Craig and I went to like three different spots and like shared food from all of them and it was really really fun um so yeah we had a we had a fun little weekend plus Monday together And my brother is coming to visit this next week. Brother Olson. Brother Olson, Mr. Olson. He's a teacher. I always think about how kids call him Mr. Olson, and it makes me emotional because that's so cute. Mr. Olson. Um, So, yeah, my brother Luke is coming. I'm very excited. And that's what's new with me. Amazing. Well, today we
0: were inspired to talk about something that continues to come up in conversations in our patreon and if it's happening in our patreon it's probably a reflection of what's happening with our listeners which is probably a reflection of what's of what's happening all over Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's addressing the something that we learned today is Mm -hmm. called the sister wound yes and sadie found this amazing article and she's going to read um from it but just to sum it up a lot of us Grow up as girls, as women, feeling like we can't trust other girls and women. Um, we have experience as, you know, people. What am I trying to say? We have, we've, girls have been mean to us. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we have acted that way because yeah, it was expected, it was like the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of, um, a lot of work to unknot that Mm -hmm. because it's been in every movie and every popular tv show i mean not every but so many that were kind of promoted to our generation growing Mm -hmm. up
1: so let's chat a little bit what did we learn okay so i will try to remember to copy paste this link so you can check out the article for yourself it's from medium.com and this article is called the trinity wounds the sister wound so there's three wounds that it said that women um sort of inherit and that would be the mother wound the sister wound and the witch wound which i think which we will probably cover the other two wounds um in the next couple weeks months because this is really interesting but mm-hmm. last week we were reminiscing about middle school and the conversation around you know like mean girls came up and then it, like juliette said we were talking about it in the patreon and it's really common that we get the comment they're like wow i've never been a part of a group of women where there's no cattiness there's no competition there's the mm-hmm. it's just pure like love and joy and support um which it's true sadly that is a, a rare thing to find i think with a group of women so Before we dive into chatting about our own thoughts and our own experiences, I just wanted to read this because I thought that it really sort of summed it up well so in a nutshell the sister wound is the manifestation of women living in a patriarchal society who have had to use unhealthy coping mechanisms to survive and have not processed that grief and pain and then continue to pass on the sister wound to the next generation Mm -hmm. before patriarchy before colonialism before the rise of media women depended on other women the quote it takes a village mentality wasn't just an option for women it was a way of life it was not unheard of for women to take turns caring for teaching and raising up youth as a community rather than an individual mother it was natural beautiful and there were assured mutual benefits from working together Then, patriarchy and the burning times happened, and a woman had two choices, submit to the ways of the, quote, new world and betray her sisters or become an outcast or martyr in the fight against the, quote, new world, meaning the patriarchal colonial world. This divide between women was precisely the point for patriarchy. The more divided women became, the less power they had together. This is how the Sisterhood began and the submission to it is how it stays in place. So, here are ways that the sister wound can show up for us judgment against other women sadly this shows up everywhere from shaming others for the way they dress speak think or represent themselves it also dovetails with the mommy shaming we talked about in the mother wound okay we haven't talked about that yet but we will (laughs) Um, it can show up as intentionally excluding or removing a woman from feeling welcome Uh, Insecurity around and in the company of other women, especially those you're not familiar with, Uh, jealousy and or envy toward other women, and lack of trust in general with other women. So... I think we've all experienced this, and what's really beautiful and unique is that we have sort of found a portal in our community, and this wasn't even on purpose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We weren't really consciously thinking about this when we created our our community, Um, but we've created this portal where this is true and really doesn't exist, and we've all been doing a lot of healing together, and I think it's rippling out to broader areas of our life. Absolutely. I mean, I've I'm trying to go to comb
0: through my memories. And I think the first little friend that I made on my own Mm -hmm. in preschool and in kindergarten was a girl who I'm sure has grown up to be wonderful and lovely and successful. (laughs) I'm I'm sure she's not who she was at four and a half. (laughs) half. Um, But one day she would say, you're my best friend. Mm -hmm. We'd have a great day. And the next day she'd be like, you're not my friends anymore. And that is when At I taught four
1: years old, the sister wound was already prevalent. Mm-hmm.
0: And even when I taught preschool, mm-hmm. that's what the girls would do. They would say, You're not my friend anymore, or they would say, This was the, the hard hitter, You're not invited to my birthday party. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the boys were not doing this. No. And in this episode, I'm gonna note we're going to speak in very general, overarching probably two general terms just know that as we like have this conversation of
1: course yes and we're talking about men and women in this because that's our we're talking about the sister wound yes yes and that's our experience yes
0: so it starts really really young and i always think when i drive past like i romanticize this is such a funny thing Anytime I go by a park at night and there's the men playing the pickup basketball games mm-hmm. and so many of them just show up and it's like, hey, hello, can I join? Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's that easy. If I walked up to a group of women at a park, yeah. <laughs> I they would be like, who? I'm sorry, who are you? it's just a different dynamic mm-hmm. and the, the sort of friend dramas that I had to go through growing up yeah. of you're my friend. You're not my friend. You're my friend. You're not my friend. I can trust you. I can't trust you. And even behaviors that I exhibited rarely, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's a, what, what is this? What is going on? It's how, it, where are we? I mean, we see it from as little as the Disney movies. We There's always a woman against another woman. Mm-hmm. Think about Snow White and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. There's the woman you can trust and the woman you cannot. Yeah. It's it's not like that. I mean, it's and that's what we're fed initially. And in order to get our happy ending, our happily ever after, mm-hmm. to be saved by this male figure, we have to fight against the woman. Right. We have to defy
1: her. We have to kill her. We can't. There's, the, there's also the trope of, like, the, the monstrous mother-in-law or... Mm-hmm, stepmom. Or stepmom. Or, and, mm-hmm. of course, that does happen. But most of the reality, I think, is it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's interesting that for, for women in stories to, like, have, um, I don't know, like, like a bravery characteristic especially in these, like, movies and fairy tales, the mom has to die.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Until your mother dies, you don't realize that that is the fucking theme mm -hmm. in every other movie that comes Mm -hmm. out. And it's usually the mom. Sometimes it's the dad, but 90% of the time, the movie opens on, like, they're in the... at the funeral or they're in the hospital room or and it was so triggering when it first happened like when right. i first lost my mom and i was just like wow you don't realize this now when you're watching movies you'll notice this we are pointing it out but yeah you why is
0: that i i don't know <laughs> like if if you've either defied or life mm-hmm. has taken away the main female figure in your life, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're interesting and worthy of good things. Like, it's very yeah. strange. I
1: wonder if that's going to, when we learn about the mother wound, we didn't learn about that yet, but I'm curious. If that'll tie in yeah. there in some way.
0: I would love to know. So we're learning along with you. Um, but just these, these themes, we're learning these themes from a really young age. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily, and again, I'm speaking very broadly, put in I was not really put in team environments boys mm-hmm. are put in teams they're put in soccer and softball and whatever we go to ballet mm-hmm. very different it's, energy it's a,
1: it's a competitive energy too very
0: different energy mm-hmm. um, it, there's just different It's it's so from the time we are pushed out <laughs> yeah it's Kind of wild. And then it sort of follows us through high school. And I mean, I'm just thinking of like, I watched Lazy McGuire. Why did we have to have Kate the bully? Mm -hmm. Was that essential to the plot? Did we need that? Right. We need to see that. How come every movie was like cool, mean, popular girls? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you be a well-liked, well-known girl and be really kind? Yeah. So we're sort of dealing with these little triggers and being taught that women cannot be, like, it's an exception if you can trust a woman.
1: Well, I think it comes back to our power because I I think that our natural state as women is to be really good at building community and being a Mm -hmm. part of a community with other women. Mm -hmm. But the more we're conditioned to believe that that's dangerous for us, that that, it's where there's not enough to go around if we exist supporting each other and working together Mm -hmm. then it takes away the power that we have in numbers because i just think to our patreon community the the um the group spells i've hosted the group programs where it's predominantly women and holy shit doing a spell by yourself or doing a meditation by yourself and then doing that spell or that med- and or meditation as that group it's in an insanely different exponential difference mm-hmm. um, and leap towards more power so it's interesting to me how it, th- this article is telling us well it ties back to like when patriarchy when we started living in a patriarchal society and men know how powerful women are but if they separate us and they put us in competition f- with each other and we're so concerned with do i look as pretty as her mm-hmm. am i as smart as her um she has a man and i don't I- i'm talking about again we are both heterosexual well, I'm bisexual but i'm, I'm talking about <laughs> I'm our like, experience our experience sort of moving through life i know there's different ways um that your experience might have panned out But, you know, like, oh, my gosh, she's getting married and I'm not married yet. Mm. Um, They have the house and I don't. And if we're always so wrapped up in, like, what's going on with her and we're spending less time on digging into our own power, then that does the patriarchy good. (laughs) It does. And there's so much mixed
0: messaging Maybe this is another rabbit hole. There's so much mixed messaging for women. It's like you, you can't win. <laughs> you, are either, mm-hmm. you either need to get in shape or you're too skinny. Like it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You either need to love your body or fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, you either need to... Here's the thing. I've heard from like when I used to do live streaming stuff, people would come on and be like, you should get a nose job the second i got i got one if i were to get one though i would hear oh
1: she's plastic mm-hmm. you can't win <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, and and y- y- it's like how will we take out the or and, and stick in some ands like you can love your body and want to work out and and make changes to your body and you can um love what you look like without makeup and loving put it on a shit ton of makeup because it's fucking fun like <laughs> uh, there's all these like one or the other's can't win and it's like what if we can just be both and it's mm-hmm. okay <laughs> and that
0: that is how you win is by just loving all uh, as much of yourself as you possibly can mm-hmm. because whatever you are is is not going to be enough for whatever beauty standard at the time because we're, we're, people are trying to sell things. It's a seller's game. Oh, if we tell women that... Now we're getting into capitalism. <laughs> yeah, if we tell women that they you know need to look like this, they'll buy this product from me. Mm-hmm. So we become really powerful, and there's nothing wrong with buying products you enjoy, but we, be- we become really powerful when we no longer... Um, fit into that narrative and also the narrative of well if you if you judge that person because of this parameter we set up in Mm -hmm. society um then you'll feel better about yourself Mm -hmm. that to me is bananas
1: i think it goes back to um just viewing your outer world as a mirror of your inner world. So if you find yourself placing judgment on someone else, turning inward and going, okay, I caught myself. I'm being a judgy person how does that reflect back to me? Am I judging myself for Mm -hmm. not doing something? Am I judging myself for doing something? Am I judging myself for not being enough, whatever it is, and reflecting that back. The same thing we've talked about in the past about triggers, like if something triggers you, if you're judging something, it's probably something you need to work on for yourself. Uh, What I love, though, is is how much we've seen... It's not all that hard to just let go of and move forward from, I find, because we have this, this, this small but mighty community. And I'm even thinking to the phrase like, it takes a village and like the, the way they're describing, like, you know, back in the day, like you, you would raise a child as a village, your, your economy existed in that village. And we have so many, um, small businesses, uh, sprouting, popping up, blossoming in our community. And I'm just thinking to like the, it takes a village mentality and everyone's buying things from each other and supporting each other's businesses and everyone's thriving. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's almost like we have this mini economy in our community of women who, instead of being like, oh, I can't believe they're starting a business when I just started my business. Oh, I can't believe that, that um, you know, they want to do a, a magic spiritual business when I have one or, or whatever it is. Um, instead of that, they're like, oh my God, amazing. I can't wait to see what drops in your shop. I can't wait to buy it. And mm-hmm. everyone's buying from each other. And, and this this money is circulating and the support and love is there and there's it i don't know how it's happening it's miraculous really but there is none of that and there's just this such a natural sense of abundance amongst all of us there's no scarcity there's no grasping for Mm -hmm. there's just support and love and i'm like okay we figured it out in this small space how do we how do we bring this to the masses I think just, just
0: bringing awareness and letting people know that it is possible Mm -hmm. and the experience you had in middle school and high school, Mm -hmm. um, that was then. And we were all trying on different identities and figuring things out. I mean, I had another friend in high school who would be my best friend one day and then would ignore me in the hall the next day. And it was very, very disturbing and distressing, And and to this, and I remember at prom, I went up to her and I was like, I don't really know why you're mad at me, but you look really pretty tonight. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't even know why either. Like, let's just dance. And it was like big news that the two of us were chatting at prom. And I don't, I don't know what, I don't even know what happened Mm -hmm. and something just hurt her feelings. And, you know, don't let what happened to you between the ages of 11 and 17 define the type of relationship with women you get to have as an adult i also think it's very i always used to say this because you hear it a lot like oh it's really hard to make friends as you get older it's really mm-hmm. hard to no it isn't we met when we were what 27 27 and then now we have 70 plus new best friends yep. it's not hard of you, all ages of all ages you just have to believe it's easy and you have to in some capacity put yourself out there and and a community like ours or something similar, it doesn't have to be ours, is a great place to start if you wanna like dip your toes in virtually. Mm-hmm. It can be scary to go to like a club in person or something at right. first, I get it. But i just have this belief that like I'm always making new friends. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, good friends with my downstairs neighbor now. Like there's just people that I would never have um, not like imagined in my life four or five years ago. And I yeah. thought, well,
1: these are my four friends, I'm set. not the case. I definitely am still, I, you know, I know it's hard to believe, but I'm very shy in person. Um, I just take a little warming up too. And, but I always kind of joke like, oh, you know, like I'm more scared of you than you are of me or whatever. But in that same sort of sentiment, like just as much as like you want to find a, a friend that is supportive and loving and not catty or competitive um that person is out there looking for you too Mm -hmm. so if you're looking for a space to get used to a new way of being around women we have that space this i feel like this whole episode can be a a huge gigantic ad for our patreon but really truly um the feedback we've heard on this is incredible and like i don't know how it happened but it did we have the most incredible supportive loving group in the world um and it's a great place to come and sort of experience a new normal Mm -hmm. and understand what it is actually like to be a part of a group that does like love you unconditionally and there's none of that this this I don't think the sister wound exists. That's why I I feel like it's this little portal where we get to slip into it. And and the sister wound never existed between any of us. Um, And then when we go out into the new world, maybe we do feel it coming back for us. And that's okay, because little by little, we're healing that when we get to enter our safe space and experience what it is like for it not to be a part of our lives. So we're here for you if you want to understand what that could be like Um, and if you're still in a friend group that this you're experiencing this, or like if you're thinking about this and you're thinking back and going, gosh, maybe I was the mean girl some of the time because mm-hmm. I can definitely I had times where I was bullied and I can think of times where I was mean too. So I think a big part of this is true is also practicing self forgiveness for any part you played mm-hmm. in um, you know pushing forward that narrative of girls are mean to each other that's just the way it is Uh, I think that's really important too is like forgiving ourselves for doing it forgiving ourselves for tolerating it forgiving ourselves for not placing boundaries or speaking up Um, all of those things but it's really really special and really cool to be like oh wow that used to be my normal and now it's not at all Not even a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think what's been really helpful for me in just self-forgiveness in general with things that happened, um, things that I tolerated, and then a couple, like, one or two times things that I said that I, I, like, still feel bad about to this day. Mm And I was 12. um, Go be around a 12-year-old. Mm. <laughs> and, you know because when we think of ourselves younger we think it's us but just shorter yeah I go be around a 12 year old and it's like oh I didn't know anything
1: and I yeah. apologize I'm sorry
0: I'm sorry Julia you should not have done that and you were a child and you know so that's or like um, I was in just you know a nasty nasty bad relationship when I was like 13 to 15 mm-hmm. and it took me forever to forgive myself for that one mm-hmm. and now if I'm around a 13 year old I'm like, "Oh, well that's you don't know anything." You know? <laughs> it's like you do, but you're figuring it out. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's 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 sort of a a part of growing up and I and I hope that the next generation will have a different experience. Mm-hmm. I
1: really hope I really hope I they will. I think it already is happening because <clears throat> as much as, like, the bully, the cool bully narrative was such a thing for us as we grew up, mm-hmm. then the anti-bullying campaigns came about. And that yeah. that was sort of later on. That was not happening when I was in school. And it is the, so not cool to be a bully now. Like, you are canceled if you are a bully. So I think, I hope that that also plays into the sister wound mm-hmm. part of it. Um, Because, of course, bullying happens in all sorts of senses to all sorts of people um, of having different experiences. But specifically, what we're talking about today, I hope that the whole anti-bully push, which is incredible, um, I hope that that also feeds into, hopefully, the relationships among young girls. Um, Because I don't think it's cool to be the mean girl anymore. No, no, it was sort of lifted up for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you thought, like, you had to be mean in order to be a part of the popular group or something. Like, I remember, like, thinking, like, I was like, oh, my, I, I thought, like, I was like, oh, I don't think my school has, like, a really popular crowd because no one was, like, from my lived experience, I didn't experience a ton of in high school like oh like those are the mean girls or like who's the mean group that must be the cool group I don't know so I thought there wasn't a popular group I also went to a pretty small school so we, we had too many kids for there to be a popular group we
0: had I think yeah. 3,500
1: okay I mean my class school. was pretty big we had we had 500 people which was gigantic for us oh
0: and it's always a good feeling like if you're listening and you happen to be a younger beautiful, lovely young person, you know, people remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. People remember how you make them feel your whole, your whole life. It's like that quote, I think, was it Maya Angelou who says, people will forget like what you said and what you did, but they'll never forget Mm -hmm. how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I have kids someday, I really want to emphasize that it's like people remember, like people remember that. Mm -hmm. So like, please always be kind. Um, I had one funky situation where some girls were um, kind of leaving really mean comments on my live journal. Mm. Remember live journal? Uh, No, we didn't do that. Maybe it was on. I don't know what it was on. It was something. And so me trying to defend myself wrote back something very mean. Mm. Well, that girl got very freaked out and had her mother call my mother. And then I was grounded. Um, which I don't know if that was the right solution there. Maybe a conversation of like, what's going on? I
1: was grounded pretty much my whole childhood. I was grounded so, so much. And I, don't, I, just, I, I got grounded, so I snuck out. I was sneaky. I was not honest with my parents. I don't think grounding is a thing to do because then I just wanted to hide my life from them. Well,
0: it, it, looking back, it's like, wait, so I was being tormented and i tried to stand up for myself yeah and now i'm in trouble like yeah so uh, no i think grounding i mean maybe if you're very clear about it like ahead of time like hey these are the parameters yeah and if like this i mean i was happen, i was
1: sneaking out and partying and stuff i deserved it but then i just snuck out more and it didn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> hope my dad's not listening sorry mom i know Shardy knows that also she knows
0: um but, and then that, and then all of those things combined made me feel like, mm-hmm. I couldn't trust girls because not only was the girl bullying me, the girl then told her mother, and then I got in trouble. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, And again, grew up beautiful, wonderful person, like no problems there. but it's it's just it's tricky, it's tricky to un, not even unlearn, but reestablish. An idea that like oh like it is safe to trust other women it is safe to let women into my life Um, it is safe to rely on my sisters because women when women come together why do you think it has been discouraged for centuries (laughs) yeah (laughs) because we're powerful why do you think there aren't tons of women that they're putting in the seats of the house and the senate because we'll actually get things done because it's because <laughs> the thought of it is scary and not because we're incompetent because we're not but because we're powerful mm-hmm. um and so it's i think such a form of rebellion to trust and love women and there will be women as there will be people who are untrustworthy Mm -hmm. but let that be the exception to the rule like the rule is that women are kind caring helpful and trustworthy um it was also very popular when we were growing up to be um
1: like oh i'm just like one of the guys i I was just guys." i was like i was always so prideful that Mm -hmm. i wanted to be one of the guys even when i was when i was little i like and this this was this was not about um like wanting to be different in my body but i didn't really want to be a girl like i was the tom girl or tomboy Mm. whatever you're supposed to say like i would only wear boys clothing i wanted to play football and basketball. And I wanted to be because, you know, I also had an awesome dad who was like super athletic and really cool. He was taller than all the other dads. You know, when we were little, we'd be like, my dad can beat up your dad. Anyone else do that? Uh, no that I mean, was dad on a your musician, playground so I, <laughs> my dad was the dad that really could beat up all the other dads you know he's six four <laughs> he's freaking cool anyway so i wanted to be like I, I wanted to be one of the boys and i like refused i was like Ugh, dresses pink like i was like my poor mother her one daughter <laughs> was like no not interested in anything girly mm-hmm. and i think it did relate back to that because um because i was like well i want to be seen as strong and i want to be seen as someone who can do anything and that wasn't my view of a little girl mm-hmm. and i remember watching the um the captain marvel movie with okay. what's her name brin is the actress or i don't know her name starts with a b but throughout the movie as she's sort of like i It's been a while. But I remember feeling really emotional because it kept flashing back to her childhood Mm. and her um, being, like, told over and over again, like, like, I don't know, one to see flashback. Maybe she, like, skinned her knee and it was, like don't cry like you're like you're a baby like only girls cry like things like that and like she wanted to like play baseball with the boys and she wanted to do stuff and it was always like no you're not Mm. strong enough no you're like you can't keep up and I and it made me so emotional because that was exactly how I felt during my childhood and it was nothing that like my parents were trying to like put on me or something it was something that I put on myself from looking around um but like I just wanted to be seen as someone as strong as I don't know I just felt like the boys were looked at as stronger and cooler and could do more important things and I wanted to be that so I didn't want to I didn't want to be girly because being girly was weak and was babyish and was just not as cool that's how i felt when i was little and i remember watching that movie i'm, I'm curious if anyone else had this experience and I, I was just like holy shit yeah and then she grows up to be like captain marvel like the strongest of them all and saves the whole entire world and i was like fuck yeah She was a woman um but yeah like when i that i can't remember what age that was it's probably when i was like seven to nine like i refused to wear anything girly. Really. <laughs> And I only played with the boys. I didn't want to talk to any girls. And that was like a character trait. And that was, and that made me cool. I thought like, I was, in my little kid brain, I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Cause like, I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the boys. I just thought of a quote. I
0: don't know how many movies, books, either where the girl says this or somebody says, you're just not like other girls. Mm-hmm. And that's like a high compliment. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if a guy
1: says that to you... Goodbye.
0: (laughs) Red flag. No. They could say, you're not like anyone I've ever met. Yeah. That's far more romantic than like, you're just not like other women. Yeah. Really? Because the women I know are brilliant. They're gorgeous. Mm
1: -hmm. They're smart. They're
0: strong.
1: They're capable. They're they're creative. They're intuitive. Oh, I'm not like that? All right, well. What, you think I'm a dummy (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) no thanks i want
0: to be one of the girls i also wrote down oh like okay you know how (laughs) remember when you got your period Mm. oh my god you were so embarrassed oh i just wrote down um hide it embarrassed what a drag there was i was never told anything positive about it
1: no i i would hide my tampon in my sleeve so embarrassing if somebody heard the plastic crinkle even other women class even other girls yeah the most private secretive most disgusting Mm -hmm. thing
0: yeah which is like you know i remember as i got older i saw some some moms or older sisters will do like like a period cake or something like they'll like oh you got it woo! and they'll like yeah. make it a little party and and i just you know we were we would talk about it in in my house and stuff but i, I remember at school it was like nobody yeah. can know it was like this very like dirty embarrassing thing yeah. and totally like don't tell the person you're dating because it was just like it when we were being educated on how our bodies were going to change there was no positivity no it was just sort of matter of fact it's like here's what it's gonna be you know it's it's not gonna be fun you always have to be prepared yeah it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. it's gonna be blood everywhere yeah <laughs> i uh you're gonna stain your pants constantly yeah which I, I think gets talked about more often than actually happens
1: oh my god i remember me and my friends were constantly like can you check and we yeah. would like go behind and be like no you're good constantly yeah it's so much fear around. maybe that. one
0: time in 20 years have I been like oh shoot yeah yeah and I can feel it
1: right you can <laughs> no feel it right before to it's about like <laughs> I um I do actually I was I got my period like all my friends had their periods way before me I got mine kind of late so I was thrilled to finally get it because I felt mm-hmm. like I you know I was like oh my god I'm just like a little kid you know like at that age you're ready to be a woman Mm -hmm. but then that quickly subsided and i was like oh my god i'm so embarrassed yeah i don't feel
0: any embarrassment now no i'm like i mean i feel uncomfortable for three days oh and i remember
1: in high school going to like buy tampons at target and i would like wrap it around in a scarf like i was gonna buy a scarf like the
0: cashier i have no shame with the cashier now i'm like hemorrhoid creep, like anything (laughs) i don't care Condoms, lube, tampons. I don't care. Like, But I remember being like, oh, if anybody knows that I'm a person yeah. who
1: bleeds. I would literally, like, like, if I was wearing a scarf, I would, like, throw it over and, like, hold it underneath. Or I would, like, find, like, a t-shirt or a scarf or something to wrap the box in. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the cashier, I'd be like, oh, I don't actually want to buy that. And, like, g- give the t-shirt back. But and you, I could it, not, And you'd God wait in line forbid. and you're like, I hope it's going to be a woman at least. Yeah. And not a man. Just so embarrassing right i wonder if young women these days feel like that
0: i hope not i hope not because i feel like there's so many fun and funny tiktoks normalizing it yeah and and i will say i have a lot of great i don't know why people dump on this like younger generation i think they're really smart and really funny and they have this cool way of like all having inside jokes with each other no mm-hmm. matter where they live in the world um and they just they have really big hearts i feel like yeah so but they there's so many great like jokes and just relatable and helpful things that i i think it would be a little easier now to go through it because it's not just
1: you it's
0: anyone you're you know around the world and so i hope we're all a lot more
1: open now because of social Mm -hmm. media like we all share so much so it's a little easier to accept those parts of ourselves, I think.
0: You know, imagine, like, a 1950s housewife.
1: I was just going to say, I'm watching Marvelous Miss Maisel right now. (gasps) Isn't it so good? It's so good. We just started season two. But they show a scene um, where... She lays down to bed, and it's like the first episode. She lays down to bed with her husband. She waits for him to fall asleep. She's got like one eye open, waiting for him to fall asleep. Then she gets up. She washes all of her makeup off. She makes sure that the window has a crack so that at a certain time she knows the sunlight hits her eye, and so she wakes up before her husband. She goes. She puts her makeup on. She Mm -hmm. fixes her hair, and then she gets back in bed. And then like her husband wakes up, and he and then he's like, "Oh, you look so." gorgeous in the mornings and every these husbands have no idea so Mm -hmm. and I'm just like oh my god like I just like laugh because I'm like when you know I'm sure you can relate like when you first start dating someone you're like always like ready and I'm like now poor Craig gets (laughs) that like (laughs) well he sees me on Wednesdays and then like I'll dress cute for this and be like why don't you ever dress like that and I'm like we don't do anything Uh, you think I'm gonna get ready (laughs) I have, he doesn't get much of the <laughs> done up Sadie, But I always do. <laughs> yes, Juliet does. I have two things to say. The
0: first is I love Marvelous Mrs. Maisel for many reasons. It's brilliant. It's funny. And it's it's one of the first shows that I've watched that's about Jewish people. Mm. And not in a way that, like, it's not the punchline. Yeah. It's just about just... A, like a,
1: a jewish, a jewish families yeah
0: and i love it i'm like oh oh it just feels so good um the other thing is when so victor and i dated for like what f- uh, almost four years before moving in together uh-huh. and i always you know really did it up because i would see him maybe three times a week and oh yeah <laughs> so he got
1: years <laughs> and so the first night the first night in our apartment together I
0: was like, I am not, we have signed a lease. I am. <laughs> He's locked in. I'm not, you know, doing this every night. So, you know, my hair's up, all messy, all the makeup's off. I have, it was winter, so it was cold. I had like my um, full on, cause I wear like full on pajama sets to bed. I had my robe, and I had my slippers, <laughs> and, he's, and he, first he hears me coming, and he looks out of his office, and I'm just shuffling down the hall,
1: <laughs> and he lost, and he's like, what are you wearing? He's like, who is this in my house? And I say, get used to it, baby, it's nighttime, and I'm ready for
0: bed, <laughs> and um, I thought it was like the, like, it was, because he'd never, because really, if we go on a trip together, like, you know, I'll bring the cute thing or whatever to yeah. sleep in, but like,
1: I'm like, well, you're in my house now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I think pretty early on because, like, Craig was a – well, he was. He is a comedian. <laughs> like, I would work during the day. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get home from work and I'd, like, take a shower because I knew I was going to be up late because I wouldn't see him until after his shows. And then – so I wanted to be able to sleep in a little bit longer in the morning before I had to, like, get up early and go drive an hour and a half to work again. <laughs> so I would shower at night. And then go over to his place and wait for him to get back from his show. So he always saw after the first like couple months, it was always like Sadie, no makeup, ready for bed. Um, so very quickly he he lost the the Sadie and her curb appeal. <laughs> <laughs> but he never said anything. He never. He was like whatever. I th- I feel like he barely notices yeah
0: i'll do it all up and victor kind of won't say anything
1: Somebody's, and i'm like why
0: didn't you come? And he's like because i always think you look beautiful yeah I'm like,
1: so oh, okay i remember one day recently he was like oh babe your makeup looks so good today and i was like bless you i'm not wearing oh. any <laughs> i think i had only like put like eyebrow fluff in or whatever and the eyebrows <laughs> make a huge difference because my eyebrows are very blonde um but it was just funny he's like your makeup looks so good and i was like thanks all I did was make my eyebrows darker
0: <laughs> when winter comes around again um, I will make sure to take a picture I mean I'm not going to remember but somebody remind me to take a picture in my full pajama set <laughs> slippers robe you know yeah. he, bur- he could not believe I said this, this is what you're getting for life now buddy
1: yeah I do have about 15 double XL crew neck sweatshirts that are on rotation that's what i wear i don't wear them to bed i sleep in my underpants but so lucky craig on that but uh when i'm up it's usually oversized gigantic sweatshirt and baggy sweatpants sadie and craig sleep like barely any clothes cuddling all night yeah we do
0: we i'm I'm dressed so that if there's an earthquake, I, I can just get out. I have pillows between us. You stay on that side. We're like, very
1: different sleeping stuff. I've thought about that before. I'm like, if there's an earthquake or a fire and I have to run out this door, I am fucked. Just just hang a robe nearby. I have a robe hanging in my closet. Okay, so. done. Easy. Yeah. I, I did have... In college, like, I was... Roommates with my best friend, so I wore like a top, but I slept in my underwear and a top. And we would have fire drills, (laughs) you know, from the dorms, and so I'd always like be like tripping, putting on pants. But I made it with pants on. But I, I, I don't know. I, I switch sides a lot, so if I have any clothing on and it gets twisted at all, it's like I will throw up. So I just sleep in my underwear. (laughs) It's more of a logistical thing than a sexy thing.
0: (laughs) So, what, let's see. I mentioned we've gotten off on quite the tangent. Okay, we're going to go back. We're going back to Sister Wounds. Sister,
1: sister. I think I've we got can. I my own life.
0: In I do conclusion.
1: I'm my own, I'm a own time. Own time. <laughs> in conclusion to the Sister Wound, I just feel like I want to say thank you to our whole entire community, whether you're in the Patreon or you're not, because we know that you're all like so incredibly supportive of us and we're so grateful for that and like I I've just never really felt like scared to be visible within our own community or scared to talk about myself or worried that I'm in competition with you or someone out there Mm -hmm. or Um, I've just always felt so safe and so loved. And I don't know how we did it, but we've conjured up quite the motherfucking community. So thank you.
0: Um, Let's pull a card for
1: intuitive magic trumpet. oracle deck <laughs> created by look at the top card that popped up
0: <gasps> community with the, bees. with the bees that bee took a nap the on Sadie Olsen's back and, and then, then it flew, flew away <laughs> <laughs> well we'll do this one we'll do one more it says be open to receiving support create
1: your visions with others work collaboratively there we are we're the little bees i chose the bee symbolism because they do work together to make beautiful intricate hives to and you know what else is cool about queens they all serve the queen bee yes a lady bee which is pretty cool powerful women um in the bee world but this is a card to tell you it is safe for you. And especially if we're talking about women leaning on other women as the theme of this episode is you are so safe to lean on others. You are so safe to be seen. <gasps> you are protected. We also pulled the protection card. You have a <laughs> profound circle of protection around you now and always. You are safe. That timing was beautiful. You are protected. You are safe to exist in our community in your communities and just know that like you're so powerful and you are so intuitive and you are so aware of when someone's energy does not match your own and that's okay it doesn't mean they're bad or that you're bad it just means hey there's other people out there who are going to be more aligned with what you desire out of your relationships especially as today's theme is your relationship with other women
0: yes and we have, I think, kind of a small amount of... We have a limited supply left
1: of yes. our intuitive magic oracle because we are dreaming up something else. I had a little download today about what our next deck is going to be like. We'll continue to tease little bits of it, but I just want to say one word about it. Mm-hmm. Holographic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <gasps> That's right. Holographic, so, here we come. Holographic, here, here we come. come. It's, so that's yeah. <laughs> that's what's coming so we have limited supply of intuitive magic oracle deck left the original the original and i you know maybe in the future we will order it again but as of right now we feel really inspired to create a new deck which we're really looking forward to it's gonna be insane and i don't think there's anything like it out there so get excited for that and if you have not yet snagged your intuitive magic oracle deck the link is in our show notes yes 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 other things going on activate your magic the public launch is now live so you can go to the link in the show notes and sign up for nine incredible transformative magical weeks with me your intuitive guide this is all about tuning in to yourself, being connected. It's a journey of self-discovery. It's a journey Mm -hmm. of literally activating your magic, getting clear on what it is you want out of life and having the confidence and the tools to create it. This is all about manifestation, baby. So we do money mindset magic. We um, dig into your story. We rewrite your narrative, and we get crystal clear on what you want and how to get there. So I'm so excited to welcome more of you into activate your magic. And Juliet, <gasps> what do you have going on, <laughs> Creatrix, Creative you with creative Jessica, Creative you with Jennifer <laughs> Lopez, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Creation R. <laughs> with Sofia Vergara. Um, it's Creatrix U with Juliet Piper. This is my virtual academy um, with rolling enrollments. Every month, you will get to attend a live masterclass with me. Our next, our first and upcoming masterclass is on the 31st of March at 6 p.m. Pacific. So it is not too late to sign up and attend that live masterclass. Creatrix U is for... The creative goddess, the artistic goddess, the goddess who's really ready to express herself and who is really eager to have like a creative mentor and to get advice that's so much more helpful than
1: simply just keep going, keep at it. That's just keep also going. keep at it, but also and. Yes, and yes, and your creative life. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you sign up, you will be able to attend the
0: first masterclass, which is Divine Confidence for Artists that I'll be teaching. You get access to every replay forever and ever, and you get into my VIP vault. My old course, which is now retired, Elevate Into You, mm-hmm. is in there in full. You get all of my guided meditations, which are Fabulous chef's kiss. Um, thank you. We also get little bits and pieces from my other courses and just video riffs of me talking about different things that pertain to living an inspired creative artist life. So, tuition right now is $11.11 per month. What? Because I want this to be accessible and I don't want artists to make any excuses to why they can't thrive the price will go up but the price you sign up for will never change as long as you stay enrolled so creatrix U creation xyz with (laughs) with um natalie portman sign up now exciting stuff
1: (laughs) as always we have our beautiful jewelry collab we Mm -hmm. have really cute merch all of it is available in the show notes check out our shop uh and yeah check out both of our current
0: offerings we want to say thank you so much to oh by janelle for sending us
1: mine's in the other room but for sending us these beautiful sunstone Sunstone with the cutest little sun charm and you know what i have to say is really exciting about this one in particular is that it's small uh most of these bracelets roll around a lot on my petite little wrist. They're not even that petite. (laughs) I'm not that petite. Um, But I like how it's really snug, Janelle, so thank you. It's gorgeous. Um, It's stunning, I love it. I'm feeling confident and sunny already. Mm -hmm. I charged it out in the sun today when we went to the beach. So thank you, thank you so much, Janelle. We appreciate it, they're beautiful. We love having matching things. There is still time
0: if you wanna join our Patreon in the Coven tier. we Mm -hmm. have a really special intuition third eye opener workshop that mm-hmm. we're going to be
1: teaching on the 30th the 30th mm-hmm. Wednesday if you join our coven tier every last Wednesday of the month we host a live workshop and whenever you join you get access to all the replays of the past ones so if you join now you get access to all of those. We've had some really fun ones lately. We had a sex magic workshop. Mm -hmm. We did a pendulum workshop that everyone went nuts over. We have lots of juicy stuff to go back and look at. And then, of course, this, this month's is really fun, really powerful. Intuition, third eye opening.
0: So you still have a little time for that. And we are so excited to welcome you to the community um, to, you are you are safe to join the community. I'm lifting the cards as I say this, <laughs> <laughs> And
1: thank you for everything. We just love you so much. Um, Make sure you're yeah. following us on Instagram at goddesshangs. I am at I am Sadie Olson. I'm at juliet.piper. And remember if you leave us a review on apple Podcasts, even if that's not where you listen leave us a review there take a screenshot of that review before you press send mm-hmm. uh email that to goddess at gmail.com and we will send you a free goddess <gasps> meditation that we recorded ourselves it's really good and if you're not on our email list yet make sure you get on there you'll get the first peek at new offerings the first chance at pre-orders hint hint that new duck is coming you get a free money spell and you get a free money spell and a powerful mm. one at that i've heard lots of feedback on this thing it is juicy so make sure you're on the email list we email you once every monday with a fun little newsletter an oracle card of the week a message journaling prompts it's a pretty high vibe it's juicy a vibe. newsletter it's a so vibe. make sure on there and thanks for tuning in every week we love you all so much we love you bye, bye.